Yeah. <laughs> so we go in the, so she can't sleep, right? Because she's cutting teeth. And so I put her in the I've got a minivan. Because I've got three kids. I had to, yeah, you're I had to ditch right. the but car. But the amenities a of a minivan are totally worth it. Like so you, you have the DVD system. player. Right. They all have like bows. We've got the good sound system. And I put on, I hit Rainforest, uh-huh. which is like I don't know, a rainforest. You know, rainforest. Nice. I and like then that. you can do two at the same time. And then also hit Heartbeat. Okay. Or no, I'm sorry. Womb, which is like Womb. Heartbeat. Oh. And a <laughs> Oh, one of those, a fast heart. And I, it, and I, and I pump up the bass. And she's wow. out. Wow. She's cutting teeth and she's still out. That's a pretty good idea. And then and I just move her, the whole thing, with the car seat into the car. Or into the house. There are so many hacks That's after you have a kid. Like, I rinse Glen Karen's in, you know, the grass that you have for the baby bottles and stuff like that. You can take Glenn Karen's. I use the bottle brush for you, Neil. I mean, you can get a sleep app. It's like a toddler sleep app. I can't, but see, I'm in grandpa land. You guys are like in regular children's stuff. So you got different stuff going on. But you could still use it. It's figuring out how to hack it for your life now. I think it's a good idea. I'm going to have to do that. I, you know, I carry around a little sl- a sleep machine noise. But I didn't know you can get an app that has that. Yeah. I don't do. I wouldn't do the womb app. I might go back in my ears. I might be like that. What is that movie where he goes backwards? Benjamin Button. There you go. Yeah. I could end up being like a little baby in about five years or something. <laughs> I don't know. That could happen. Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and I am San Zeke Baker. He is home with the flu, I think. It's not good. But together, we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Before we get going, I want to let you know that today's show is sponsored by CastCartel.com. They are changing the industry standard in how you get your alcohol. They are like the Amazon of the spirits industry, so you reach out to them. They have merchants that work with them and that send you liquor. There are some people in our Facebook group that really wanted me to mention that they do have rum, but they also have whiskey, bourbon, scotch, whatever you need tequila, mezcal, get it shipped directly to your door. As you know, with online retailers, some things may cost a little bit more, but there's some regular stuff that will be more convenient to you to actually sit on your couch, use one hand on your phone, make a couple clicks, get it sent right to your door. That's what the folks at Cast Cartel do. You can also follow them on Instagram at Cast Cartel. They have awesome giveaways they're always doing for their followers. They gave away some Blantons recently. They gave away Pappy. They do all sorts of cool stuff. So follow them, cascartel.com and cascartel on Instagram. Now, I have two very awesome guests with me today. We are at the Cambria Hotel here in Nashville. We are in the Fender meeting room here at the Cambria Hotel. I do have to admit that I thought for years that this was an office building And the company's name was Cambria. But I have Neil Giraldo and Ari Sussman from Three Chord Bourbon. Thank you both for coming and say hi to the folks. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. We're happy to be here in the Fender room. This is a very nice room. It's too high class for me. It's a rectangle. It don't look like a Fender guitar. It don't look like a Fender on a car. I don't know why they call it a Fender room. There's no guitar on the wall. And no car. Yeah. What is this? And as you know... 
you are a man from the music industry. Mm. You know that this room is awful for sound. <laughs> so for all of you listening, I'm apologizing for the echo that you were going to hear because the sound is just bouncing in all sorts it's, of funky It's a, bit, a little bit of a reverb a slap going on here. Oh, hey. It's, it's all right. <laughs> That's good. Neil, you started Three Chord Bourbon. Mm -hmm. As people know, all you need is three chords and the truth. Correct. For a good absolutely. song. That's absolutely true. I was thinking about this as I was coming to interview you. Mm -hmm. Three chord also kind of goes, unless you have a four grain bourbon, all you need is three grains and the truth. So you need corn, you need rye, right. and you mm -hmm. need barley. Mm -hmm. Did you think about that when you made the name? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that to my attention. I love the number three. I think three is a powerful number, super powerful three. So here's how it went. I started Steel Bending Spirits, which is our company, and Three Chord Bourbon is a product of our company. So I came up with uh, Steel Bending Spirits as the name of the company first, and I tried to come up with a bourbon name. I tried, I tried. Every name I came up with, the attorney kept telling me, no, nah, that one's taken. That one's taken. And he said this. It was a really powerful thing he said. It was a very simple thing. He says, the reason you don't have the name yet is because the right one didn't happen. So I kept thinking. I kept thinking. Then I started thinking. I love the number three. There is three chords in the truth. How about three chord bourbon? And I called him up, and it passed. I couldn't believe I actually couldn't believe it. I thought it was taken, and it wasn't. I'm so surprised that wasn't taken, especially I know. with how big whiskey is in Nashville. Correct. You know, I like to think of things that come to you at certain times. They're meant to be. It just felt like it was real. The only thing I do do with the, it's like a doo-doo. That's a funny <laughs> word to say. Maybe it was like a kid. So it's fathers with children and stuff and doo-doo, I guess. We right? do hear, hear it a lot, right? <laughs> okay. I have grandchildren now, so I, I hear potty. A you lot. hear potty a yeah. lot. Yeah. And then potty my, my daughter is in preschool and she goes to a preschool that's very language intensive. So uh -huh. she comes home now and she goes, Daddy, do you know that poop starts with P and P starts with P? And I'm like, that's very, it's very pretty good. Cool. So I like it. There's a lot of logic to that. <laughs> you know, I go, Sophia, you know, potty also starts with P. <laughs> yeah. It's all the things it's that you do in there. You forget this stuff. So, you it's, know, it comes back to you. It's three P's in the truth. It's exact three P's in the truth. Exactly. See, you can do that a lot with this name. It yeah. works really well. So, but, it, but I had great names I thought were way better. You know, you probably heard some of them, mm -hmm. right? Because we were going through that. But anyway, it happened. So what I had to do, because everybody knows the saying of three chords and the truth, I had to lose the S because I don't like three chords bourbon. It doesn't flow, right? It, three chord bourbon, beautiful. So you have a three chord progression. So that's what we, we support. But anyway, the name worked. It, we passed the waivers on it. And we are now three chord bourbon. If you could only pick three chords, mm -hmm. what would your three chords be? D-A-E. So it would be interesting if there was like a vertical at some point that was D-A-E. Mm. One of the whiskeys was D, one of the whiskeys was A, one of them was E. Could be that too. You're right. There's a lot of stuff you guys can do here. Can we write down and seal that from him? This yeah, idea. Can we just do that? I'm giving it to you. Oh, thank okay. you very much. Thank you. You're a good man. It, it's recorded. It's there. <laughs> I'm not retaining any IP here, but there's thank so you. much cool stuff yeah. that you guys there can do. There are a do. lot of yeah. musical tie-ins that are possible. Right now, you have Amplify Rye Whiskey. Correct. And it's perfectly... I love all of this on the, the label. I mean, mm -hmm. from a marketing standpoint, Zeke always gets on me because I pay attention to these things. Oh, and yeah. Mm -hmm. It's more like in business, right? I, I have a day job. When people send you something like a presentation, you want to see that they took time on it. So everybody's like, why do you care about marketing on a bottle? 
I, I want to see that they took yeah. time, that they cared. We're so, supposed to draw you in. It's like Illuminati. You see, I wasn't even intending this to be a pick, but like Illuminati. You see the, the Roman numeral three, C, so three chord. You know, I wanted this whole thing to kind of jump out at you. And I like on this rye where it says a harmony of fa- a harmony of flavor, structure, and finish. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which is three. Correct. And then That's perfectly tuned taste. Three. Three words. Everything's threes. Yeah, we like that. You're picking up on it. Yeah, you are picking up on All it. Right. That's good. I like the attention to detail. Aha. Uh-huh. That's so what it I. is. I love detail. When did you start? Okay. What year was this that you were? This? It was May 16th, 2016. So it started this way. And then I'll get Ari into this conversation here. I got to pour something yeah, while pour you're telling this. So what happened was I was writing a screenplay. I had a partner that was going to help produce it and get it to become real, right? So I needed some money, some startup money, some angel investing, some some things like that, right? I was talking to him and he goes, well, why don't we get a bourbon company, a whiskey company to give us some money, startup money? And I just said to him, why don't we start our own company? And he knows I'm pretty crazy. I've known him for 18 years. He knows I'm pretty nutty. And he said, he just looked at me, laughed. He goes, really? I go, yeah. He goes, okay. So I never finished the screenplay, by the way. <laughs> but <laughs> but we started uh, the conception of the Spirits Company, Steel Bending Spirits, that day, May 16, 2016. So then he was a founder, myself and his wife, uh, Wendy Almasy, And they scoured the country trying to find a distiller. Because I wanted to get a master distiller. Now, I had a profile I wanted to get, a taste profile. So we scoured the country. We had a lot of different opportunities we could get. And we ended up in Ann Arbor. And I said, you got to meet this guy, Ari Zussman, because he's he's a genius. He knows these things. He could be able to take what you, your idea and he can make it live and be real. So we met Ari. And... Ari is phenomenal. See, I, I'm still learning about bourbon. I love brown liquor, but I, I I don't know how you distill it. I mean, my grandfather made whiskey. He came from Bronte, Catania, Sicilia, and he used to make whiskey in the basement and everything else, grappa and all these other things. So I was looking for somebody that could really translate that. So we met Ari, and Ari's have lots of friends. So I tell the story because I think it's really funny. So Ari's got a book, and he's got notes. So he's got all beautifully layered and he's got lines and he's got all these great words and everything. And he says, okay, let's go to this club. We'll try all these bourbons out. And you can tell me what you like, what you don't like. So I said, okay. So we start with one. I take a little taste. Eh, this one, no, that's not bad. This one, eh, a little sweet. I don't know the terminology yet. I'm, dude, we go through all these, right? So we get down to the end and, and he's checking a lot of stuff. And then the bartender gives us this drink and I take a sip and I go, after 16 of these things, I go, that's it. That's exactly what I I want. I'm looking for. After 16, it's pretty tough. I'm taking little (laughs) sips. So Ari just goes like this. He goes, why did you do this? Why did you have to do this? Because it was a 16-year-old Hirsch. And it was phenomenal. I was just about to ask you, what is your taste profile? It was phenomenal. (laughs) So then uh, Ari just went like this to his head. He goes, oh, my God, why did you have to do this? Yeah, and this wasn't the new Hirsch. This was the old Hirsch. Yeah, the early. Right, this is the... Where are you going to find a bottle of this Hirsch? And the whole buddy who was the, yeah. who was the bartender, Zach. He, he obviously up. was not your buddy. He, at that moment, he was no, no he longer was my buddy. At that moment, he was trying to impress somebody. <laughs> he said, look what I got in the back. I How was I supposed to know that was, after all those sips of bourbon, I, I don't know what I'm tasting at that point, but boy, it hit. Now, Imagine how I felt. I've known Zach forever. <laughs> was this and I in never Detroit? knew he had that bottle until really? you showed up. Oh, man. Was this in Detroit? This was in Ann Arbor. Yeah. So the, the problem you had, and and. Neil, no offense here, because you know this is true. You have to do this down in Nashville, because then nobody cares. Nobody's trying to impress anybody. Yeah. 
I mean, everybody's in the business here. So it's like if Neil walks in or if somebody else walks in, it's like, hey, you want a drink? Yeah, I want to know. That's what you did. That was your problem. But what I knew, and I was spreadsheeting your preferences, right? So we're going through and we're tasting everything. That's what it was. I'm I'm trying, I'm writing down whatever words or signifiers he's mentioning. Certain characteristics kept on coming up and it's clear that he he had a a certain love for for sweetness and he liked caramel and, and nuttiness and maple. If you've ever had the old Hirsch, it's like that, and it's just this, it's, it's it's unbelievable. It's it's, <laughs> it's really it's so harmonious and smooth. I mean, it's smooth. I don't think that smooth in and of itself is a characteristic that's like the best thing in the world, but it it is that, and it has loads of character, and it's perfectly integrated, and the tannin is perfect, and the vanillin is perfect, and it's all mm-hmm. there. It was one of the best pours I've ever had. See, that's what I'm saying. And so, yeah, I was I was pissed off. I was really I was really. <laughs> he had a thick off. book too. This book, I'm telling you, was about this. Yeah, with my notes. He had every note. He's and he knew everything about it. You know, it was it was pretty remarkable. So yeah. you you said Hirsch. This said, is this the one. Is it. Ah, I was like, uh, Gosh darn it! And then the best part though is uh, when Zach was his name. Yeah. Zach's great. He goes, well, that pour I just gave you six people right here. Well, that's probably about. Two thousand dollars, just that. Yeah, did he charge you? No, he did not charge me. He didn't. He's a good buddy. He's a good guy. He's a good. He's he's a great bartender. So then I left. I just said, "All right, okay, take care of it. I'll come back when you have it right." That was the start of it. And then you were in LA, Mm -hmm. and I was in in Ann Arbor, and I was doing all kinds of blends. So what we do, we source spirit from all over. So I have many relationships with. Well, the funny thing manufacturers. is, this rye cutting you off for a second. Mm-hmm. What I like too is, um, it's kind of like OKI. It was distilled in Indiana, barreled in Kentucky, and loved in Ohio. Mm-hmm. This is distilled in Kentucky and Indiana, perfectly tuned in Michigan. That's correct. Three states. Three states. Three, three chords. States, three chords. The number Set. three is, number is three comes is throughout. Perfectly tuned taste. I keep having this rye in front of me. I got to look at. Well, some this of was the other first bottles. one that came out. This is the first one. The blend. The blended bourbon whiskey. Let's talk about this for a second. Look at those color differences. Yep. Now this is 100% bourbon whiskey. Just as three chord progression is the root of the blues, music is at the chord of three chord. Blended bourbon whiskey infused with a harmony of rich taste, complex structure, and smooth finish. So you kept that smooth in there. Yeah, we're smooth. Some people do not love the word smooth in whiskey when you get on the boards and you mm-hmm. get the people talking on Facebook. I don't necessarily hate, you know, because you want some people like a little bit more oak. Some people just like a, a good sipper that you can drink. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the profile. Could, you right. like a sweet, sweet sipper. No, 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 not necessarily. Uh, I think the gentle hug, let's use the word hug instead of smooth. We like the hug. And here's the other thing. I believe what we're trying to do, too, is is have a product that certainly you can't please everybody. People are going to like a certain different thing like that. But you just do what you feel is the, the thing you like to get as a team. Mm-hmm. Now, just because I liked it, that doesn't mean that the rest of the team, because I, I rely on everybody else's opinion. When Ari says something in, or Michael or anybody else says anything else about things, I listen to them. It's just not my opinion. I just started this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once I started, I, I want a team to take over and do the things they need to do. So, Ari, when you were doing this, what kind of stuff? I mean, you source things from all around. Mm-hmm. I know you're not able to say where particularly things were from, probably with... Well, you with can, so, we're not, unfortunately. But you can look at the back of the label and you can see the states that it comes from. And you can kind of back into maybe where some of the sourcing came from. So, what we do is we source mature spirit, um, properly aged spirit. We do mostly stay away from age statements because we feel like 
oftentimes they are a little bit distracting. And so one of the things that we did is we put together a blend. I kept on sending samples out oh, to yeah. LA. He would say, ah, that's not quite it. Not yet. Or said, oh, I like this part of it. I'm, you know, but send me another one. What we ended up doing, and this kind of, this goes back in, in a little bit into my story, is at one point you said, can music be involved with this in some mm-hmm. way? And I said, well, actually, there's this project that I worked on. I used to manage the distillery at Michigan State University. Which Wait, Michigan State has a distillery? Michigan State University mm-hmm. has the artisan distilling program. Michigan really? State University is the only distillery, or it was at least the first distillery in the country, with an artisan distilling program. Commercial size stills. What? Yeah. See, I never knew about that in schools. Oh, yeah, I would have stayed developed. in if I would have known I mean, that. I went to Kentucky, I no idea. but shit, I would have gone. Funny story. Shout out to the late, great Dr. Chris Berglund, the founder and, and professor of the Michigan State uh, Artisan Distilling Program, who passed away early this year. But what oh, he was debate. able to do, because he, he was a force of nature, he created the first distilling program in the country. He got the state of Michigan to purchase three stills of different sizes vodka column, two pot stills, fermentation tanks, mash tons, mills, everything. And he started a program to help distilleries enter the market. He did product development and process development. And ultimately what we were doing at Michigan State was uh, working with companies big and small. So publicly traded companies as well as small startup companies to develop products and to work on new technologies. One of the, and we worked with many cooperages as well as distilleries. So when we were working with cooperages, it was a very interesting project. We were able to take wooden staves, toast them to different levels, then essentially uh, put them in alcohol of different concentrations. So essentially bourbon. So we would have bourbon at 125 proof, bourbon at 100 proof, bourbon at 80 proof, bourbon at 50 proof. And And you're trying a number three char and you're trying... We mostly stayed away from chars. Because we mostly went with with different levels of toast. Huh. Yeah. Because that's really how you bring out the flavor. The char in and of itself does not... The char helps a lot with the color. And the char is a layer of charcoal, so it can remove fusel oils. The char can remove things, but the char doesn't really impart wonderful flavor. It's what's beneath the char. Well, and I think it it takes a longer time to toast, so not everybody's doing that. I mean, if you could just burn it for a minute... Yeah. Or 50 seconds and you're going to get to a certain point. Yeah. Like, so right. so imagine, imagine a room full of, let's call them buckets, with different types of oak, French oak, Hungarian oak, American oak, all of them toasted and some of them charred to different levels in buckets of different proofs. And what we would do is we would measure the extraction of compounds from each of those buckets over time. So every week we'd go and we'd take a, we'd pull a sample and we'd say, that's okay, cool. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's a good a fun, program, that's right? It's a great program. Yeah, yeah. I personally wasn't in the program. I managed the distillery. PhDs, uh, students and master's students learning about it. And, and I was just making sure that TTB forms were done uh, properly. And, and, and I was the beneficiary a lot of, of a lot of this information. The second phase of that project in terms of how do we extract maple and caramel and and vanilla and sweetness and all of these characteristics that Neil was talking about that he liked in the whiskeys. One of the things that we found is that there's a lot of gimmicks, obviously, in the spirits world, but you can apply sound, apply to all kinds of different frequencies to these buckets. And what we found is that we could accelerate the extraction of certain compounds 
was a really cool project. It took about know, eight months. So when you said, how can we incorporate possibly sound into this project in some way, in a way that's not gimmicky, in a way that's real, one of the things that we did was you can take a barrel, you can break it apart, you can roast it and toast it and take it to certain levels to free up the compounds, the, the positive attributes in them. And then if you apply sonic energy to it, you can actually do a pretty good extraction. You have faster extraction than you could under like normal ambient conditions. Yeah. I remembered that project and I went back and looked in my notes. That was sort of like phase two of our prototypes in mm -hmm. R&D. And it turns out that we could take these, these blends of whiskeys from Tennessee, Kentucky, and Indiana. We could take the literal barrels that it came in. We could chop those barrels up. We could toast those barrels and we could pull out even more flavor. So what do you play to it? It's not exactly that. What Ari was working on, I was doing myself in another application because mm -hmm. I'm a record producer, yeah. a musician, right? So I know about sound waves. So I, I know what frequencies, anybody in music knows what lower cycles, bigger waves, higher mm -hmm. cycles, little waves. So just the idea of that was interesting to me. I didn't so know. So it's not like Metallica's black no, and white. No, no, we're not doing yeah. any of that. Just using wood, yeah. we can bring out all kinds of characters that if you were just to put whiskey in a charred barrel, you wouldn't get the depth of certain characters that you did if, if, if you did this extra step. There's all sorts of interesting ways people are doing different things, right? There's some, there's some ricks that, that are temperature controlled. Mm -hmm. There are some ricks that have... Humidity. You know, there's all, all different ways. All this, environments. This is a new kind of cool thing to do to actually try try to impart some different flavor on the, the yes. whiskey. So I, I have to applaud you guys for trying something new. I am kind of bummed it's 81 proof. So let's talk about Slow, that. Yeah. What made you go 81 proof opposed to something you know more in the 90s? That's you. I'll take that one. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll be on. I, yeah. I mean. Yeah, we like it high. We like odd numbers too, by the way. I don't like even numbers. So 81 was okay. 100. I think our, what is our reserve? 105? 107. Okay, 107. See, that's what I'm saying. 107. I like that. In 95. So we our, our product, so the blended is 81 proof. And I'd consider it a, more of an introductory bourbon. It's it's not necessarily for the people on the boards that you mentioned. It's it's not not for them. It's for a much wider audience. And so Well, I mean, I look at that as and not to cut you off. Mm -hmm. I look at that as something that you're you're trying to get some people maybe over from scotch, maybe over from Irish whiskey. I also look at that as what's the pour I'm going to have when I'm working during the week? And I'm going to be working late, right? Because I can't be sitting there sucking back a 126 proof four roses. I need something that I can maybe have two or three. Four. Hot dog. Yeah. Hot dog bourbon, we call that. Yeah. Ain't that right? Yeah, you yeah. can drink it every day or something. Make a drink with it if you like. It's a great sipper and you can share it with all kinds of people. Yeah. yeah. Right? You can you can, you can can share it with your pops. You can share it with your mom. You can share it with yep. your grandfather. You can share it with anybody. You can share it with your buddies. You can even share it with people who don't know that they're about to become bourbon people. Well, there was a thing that happened too for me because I wanted it to be higher as well. But the way we were doing it, mm -hmm. if we changed it, it changed the profile, the mm -hmm. taste profile. It, work, it seemed to work at 81 for the application that we were looking for. That's why we did the reserve, mm -hmm. which is bolder, which we wanted yeah. more bigger flavor. Mm -hmm. But but we tried it. I remember us doing it. We it, tried it at all kinds of different fruits. We set it at you know 91. I said, nah, it's losing something. It lost some of the vanilla and all those types of things. But I'm going to go back to that sound and structure for a second. I've always noticed that, you know, the way vibrations move liquid or he was moving water, a water bottle water on bottle. the table just so, so you all. You that's, know. I've always uh, imagined what that would do. 
So I'm going to leave that discussion mm-hmm. just like that and not go any deeper in it. But well, I've always I'll, wondered about that. Changes I'll explain something. to people, right, is you ever watch Jurassic Park? Yeah, exactly. And you see when yeah. the Tyrannosaurus Rex is coming exactly. and you see the water. So if you think about that, that wave that's yeah. going to happen, Correct. it's actually pushing mm-hmm. the whiskey up against the wood. Correct. Other times you think about temperature, and that's really how people normally look at it. When it's cold, it's going to come in. Mm-hmm. When it's warm, it's going to expand out, and it's going to actually go into that wood. It's almost like using tide. It's like the tide and the moon and, mm-hmm. and the yeah, ocean. Exactly, the pull. You're, the you're using those sound waves to actually push it up against and circulate it, too, mm-hmm. so it's not just kind of staying stagnant. So it's almost a way to go up to your barrel and shake it without actually having somebody there shaking the barrel. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I am yeah. I off? Yes. No, you're not off. You're yeah. you're, you're you're spot on. Yeah. Uh I, of, I do learn something. <laughs> you know, like, in terms of the proof, you know, one of the big yeah. things that changes is that well, first of all, the the higher the proof is, alcohol is an is a, a anesthetic. It's a topical anesthetic. At the lower proof, you're probably going to taste a little bit more, just like you add water and it will open up. And so we wanted to give people the option to to taste as much as as there was there the second product we came out with was the rye whiskey which is at 95 proof that was the that's the right proof for that it makes the viscosity right it brings out some of the fruitier flavors that are in that yeah the cherry note thing exactly I like. mm-hmm. and i got a little bit of pine on that in mm-hmm. the front and it's nice it's got that a, a blend that works really well. I mean, I have to tell you, I haven't had the reserve yet. I'm working my way to that. I see yeah. where you're going on it. I'm a bigger fan of the rye than the bourbon right now, and I mm-hmm. think it's just the the different flavors there that are imparted a little bit spicier, a little bit of a higher proof where where I feel yeah. a little bit of heat mm-hmm. more. But I love the tingle. I like the the pine on the front, the fruit, uh, all the things uh, that you had mentioned. I'm, I'm digging that rye right now. I'm going to take another pour. Take another pour. Pour another. With the blended at 81, with the rye at 95, and then with the straight 12-year-old at 107, it makes a hell of a flight. Mm. Right? Right. There's a a lot going on between the three of them. The finish on that rye is really, really nice. It almost hugs the roof of your mouth instead of traveling down and and getting on your chest. And you got a nice amount of heat. There's warmth, but it's not burning in your chest. Right, it doesn't burn. Mm-hmm. But it really kind of hangs out a little bit dry, but not too dry. It's enough to make you I, – I always like those whiskeys that are just dry enough, but it's not like wood dry. But it's enough to make you kind of go, all right, I want another sip. Mm. So, it's good. Good I, description. Yeah. I, I, to piggyback off of that, one of the things that makes the, the rye, I think, really interesting is that – the grain is not being dominated by wood, right? You're really getting the flavor of the grain coming through. I think that there's quite a few ryes out there, and they're all wonderful. But I think there's a lot there's there's many ryes out there that that have a, a, a stronger tannin component. Tannin here is dialed back a little bit, and that allows the grain, the actual rye, that dryness and that spiciness and even that fruitiness that you mentioned to come Correct. through. Yeah, a lot of ryes go a lot of different places to me you know they you could try five different ryes not like a bourbon where, where it's they're kind of similar in ways you know but rice go all over the place well and it's crazy because you could have an indiana rye and that's going to be more of a 95 five mm-hmm. and then you have those kentucky ryes that really go a little bit more to the 60s for the rye and then you're going to have some 
uh, some corn in there. I mean, Pinhook's new rye that's the Castle and Key distillate, I only have that on my mind because I tried it this week, it's 60, 20, and 20. So it's 60 rye, mm. 20 corn, 20 barley. Huh. And that's just a crazy different profile that you would expect from yeah, right. some of that other stuff. And I, I love like uh, Wild Turkey where, when they had Cornerstone Rye come out last year. Yeah. And everybody's kind of – you get so conditioned to MGP Rye. And you, you get conditioned to that 95.5. And then somebody puts out that Kentucky Rye and you go, oh, shit. This kind of has like Knob Creek Rye. Mm-hmm. Is crazy for that. Not to mention all these other brands while I'm on with you guys, but I always say the Knob Creek rye is crazy because some of them taste more like a bourbon mm-hmm. and some of them taste more like a rye. And it just goes to your point, Neil, that depending on the rye that you have mm-hmm. and the mash that you have, bourbon is a little more consistent. Totally. When you're like, I think, yeah. All right. I know that when it's going to gonna be... I think that people are playing with barley more in bourbon, mm-hmm. but rye, just the spiciness, there's so m- much variation that can really come in it. How much do you think of that character is attributable to the mash bill versus the yeast strain? And, and from a single source distillery, how, could you, how can you even tell the difference? There's so many variables. I mean, the one thing I can tell you from having done this for four years, and I don't have nearly as much as, as experience as you do, there's so much variation. Because as soon as somebody tells you, like, hey, 65% of the flavor is going to come from the barrel, a lot of people will tell you that. Then some people will tell you, you go down to Chattanooga, and they do a 13-day fermentation period. They're saying, okay, we're going to try to put the best damn beer we can mm-hmm. in the barrel prior to actually getting it in the barrel so who cares about the 65 percent? because if we put a better product in there to begin with our whiskey is going to be better Mm -hmm. so you could say it's yeast you could say it's matt and then you're probably neil just starting to learn all this totally are you kidding but it's when Uh, do you cook your grains do you cook your grains (laughs) together do you cook them separate and then put them together when you're actually getting in there there's so much variation whiskey is so much marketing that somebody's going to be like, well, we're better because we cook our grains separate. And then another brand's going to say, well, we're better because we cook them together. And it's like, at the end of the day, I just tell people, drink what you like. What you like. In the end, that's what it matters. The, the, the thing I love to uh, work with Ari is because he has so much knowledge, so much, that uh, I don't. I'm still learning. I like learning. I, I love knowledge. I'll never be a master. I don't plan to be one, but I enjoy the taste profile. Like people, mm-hmm. you, you buy because you like it and you want to drink it. But Ari is cool because he don't he don't explain it to me. I'll say, I don't like this. It tastes a little. Like, okay, wait, I got this other idea. I said, don't, you don't even have to tell me. And it'll give me like six bottles, like a chemistry kit, you know, and yeah. I'll try these. And you like the third one? Okay, what about, wait, I'll tell you what, let me send you a couple more. And then he just goes off all over the place. So I, I don't even really want to know. And I didn't even get doing? into Rickhouse placement oh, with Ari, because then that's a oh, whole he, other conversation. No, this he, it's a good conversation to have, though. I love it. I mean, we we love dorking out on that. I'm curious, what do you, because I think Four Roses is one of those cool, cool places where you can use that experimentation, like, where you have the two different strands of yeast mm-hmm. and you have the the different mash bills. You have the high rye mash bill, the low rye mash bill. It's it goes into exactly what you said, and then everything's all on one floor. Mm-hmm. 
but the tiers actually matter. Mm-hmm. You know, even in that one floor, when you get a six tier four roses, it's crazy different than a, a, a first tier. But what what about you? What do you think imparts more, the yeast or or the mash? I think it's all of it. I mean, it is all of the above. And there's also, there's a lot that we don't know. So for instance, it's hard as a consumer to have any kind of knowledge of the quality of grain going into these massive distilleries. Do we think that the grain going in, all of the grain going into every mash at a massive distillery is the best possible grain out there? I'm not sure. I don't know what kind of quality control is, is being done. I, I, have, I have faith that there's really good quality control, but it's, it's hard to know. I think one of the things that some of the smaller craft distillers are able to do that the larger manufacturers aren't is, is to control the quality inputs uh, of the grain itself. How much of the flavor comes from the wood? How is that even quantified? Right. There's a, this is conventional yeah, wisdom, which means that it's it's – it's like a rumor that gets passed along. How do we know that 65, 75, 80% of the grain comes from wood as opposed from the yeast? There's been, even last year, there was a study done. I can't remember. It was in the journal Chemistry, I think. Uh, but they had a trained sensory panel and they tasted a bunch of bourbons and a bunch of ryes. And they asked a trained sensory panel, hey, do you think this is a bourbon or a rye? Mm. And folks couldn't tell the difference. They it, it was impossible. They could they could in blind taste tests they could kind of sort the offerings by where it was manufactured. Okay, this is like a four roses or this is a set whatever, which would argue that maybe yeast is a bigger factor than mash bill. We've lost Neil. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just thinking of wheat all of a sudden. I don't know why. Is it four roses? What what is the uh, the wheat? Is that Wheat based? No, there's there's not a wheater at at Four Roses, but Maker's Mark would be wheat. There's oh, another one I can't think of. Weller Antique, Weller, not that Weller, which is great. Weller Antique's great. There's a Larceny. That's is a, a wheater. I'm trying to think of one that's. Oh, I see the bottle too, because I like that sometimes. Yeah. I'm gonna have to throw that at you. Yeah. I now, like that sometimes. Here's something that'll really mess with you. Okay. And I always, I view of celiac disease. Oh yeah. It's a big wheat deal. is actually oh, totally burns. That's not good. Wheat's going to burn. Where for other people that don't have celiac, it, it's going to be correct. Sweeter. Celiac's so, a real deal. Absolutely for real. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred sure. percent. Yeah, that's a real deal. But the funny thing is, everybody's palate is so freaking different. Because when Zeke and I will we'll taste something, and I'll say this is super hot, and he goes, "No, it isn't." And then we'll both have something else. What did you have for lunch, right? Well, it's what you have for lunch. He always gets at me, did I drink a coffee? You know, where you were saying it's not that big of a deal to have a coffee. Coffee is completely going to mess with your taste buds before you're doing a whiskey taste. And an artichoke wood and asparagus as well. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. so here, let me me put this out here. Because, you know, you can come up with all kinds of uh, scientific things and talk about all these things. But like you're saying, it's it's your own personal preference on things. But, you know, they have to be good. And, and certainly Ari is tremendous. He makes great stuff. So think about this. When you're making a record and you're in the studio, metabolism matters. And I remember Ari told me this too. It is so similar to music as well. He said to me when we first got the purpose, he goes, I want you to drink it at like seven in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock, you know, all during the day. Cause it changes all during the day. And mm-hmm. he told me that when you make a record, if you want to have a hit record, 
a great performance, do it after you eat. I can't tell you how many times I was in a studio at bands. We try and we we couldn't get the take. We'd start playing faster, 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 faster because you got you want more energy, right? Then I said, okay, let's take a break. Take a break. Everybody eats. Well, let's just go in there, throw it down. There's your take. I feel so bad because I've been a shitty host. Tell everybody what you did because we're talking about you being in the studio. Yes. You have a background in the music industry. Yes. We didn't even introduce that. You we just said, uh, yeah, hey, we're talking about bourbon here. I know anyway. we're talking about bourbon, but I think right. for the people. You're creative force. whiskey. <laughs> but it is. A, I mean, you yeah. were a producer. You were a songwriter. You mm-hmm. you. Uh, went on the road. All every, you did August, everything. Yes, and and not even to go into specifics, mm-hmm. but just to say your background was in the music industry. Totally, and yeah. then you came over and started this. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Two things actually. Number one, I always freak out when people do barrel picks. So when you do a barrel pick, you're either going to get like the nine a.m. session or the one p.m. session. Neither one of those sessions is a time of day that people are going to regularly drink whiskey. So if you Correct. pick it and you're picking it at 9 a.m., when the hell are you going to drink whiskey at 9 a.m. again? Unless you work. Unless you're Ari. Yeah. You know, he does. Unless you're Ari. <laughs> Ari's like, yeah, he told me that. I said, what are you, crazy? I can't be doing that all day long. And come, a long come home after a long day of drinking, have a glass of milk. <laughs> but a lot of times what people don't understand is is that the people working in the distillery, you're not you're not actually swallowing every single one of those things. You're Ari putting, does, by the way. You're putting it in All your mouth. All of that. All of that. <laughs> you come by Ari by noon. He's sleeping. He's oh, taking yeah. a nap. He can always On tell the difference. On a bag of grain. <laughs> On a bag of, a bag of grain. as a pillow. But the other thing that you were bringing up, Neil, that, that I find interesting is whiskey, as much as it is a taste thing, it's an experience. Totally. Thing. So when you're thinking uh, about what's a hit song, yep. it's – you know, I heard this song while I was with my friend. Like songs totally. bring back these memories of of Creates where you a were when you in heard your life. It. That's correct. I and was it, dancing it with a girl. There. That's you right. know, in high school, at, at it never prom, goes away, and it stays there, right? It never right. goes away. I have plenty of bottles that I could say I know it was good. I can't tell you the notes, but I can tell you these people oh, were here, yeah. and we and were doing this good, when we it? were drinking this whiskey. Well, let me add this to our conversation that. One of the top reasons why I started the Spirits Company was because I wanted bourbon and whiskey, brown liquor, because I wanted conversation. Mm-hmm. I wanted people to have conversation. I didn't. Not that there's anything wrong with j- jumping on tables and getting smashed or whatever that you want to do. I'm talking about conversation. You sip and have conversation. That's very important to me. Yeah. Number one reason. How do you like that reserve? That's my favorite. There you go. I'll be completely honest with mm-hmm. you guys, and I probably wouldn't go for that blended. It's not really my profile. Mm-hmm. That reserve, I gotta find that. Yeah, that <laughs> that's, that's you know the you rye and the reserve is mm-hmm. where I would go. I love. There's just a nice bit of spiciness on yeah. this, and it, it's a baking spice. It's not a peppery spice. As a fat kid, I really <laughs> like a good baking spice. <laughs> and uh, here, if you need to. No, I've, I've, oh. <laughs> I know. No, I mean, I just he, as you're telling, I'm, I'm kind of put a nose on it just to get an idea. Which you, but it's nice talking. and warm. It's a 107, but it's not overpowering no, at I, 107. I think for the notes that Neil has brought up, you know, where he kind of gravitates to, mm-hmm. it's a very approachable 107. It's just enough spice and heat to let you know it's there. But it's not too much that you're going to walk away going, oh, shit, this is over 100. You absolutely nailed it. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. That and it. I, I got to applaud you, Ari, for the blending of that. You know, it's, I'll be honest, the. Ari, the, it's me applauding to Ari. 
<laughs> the blending of the 81 proof, yeah. I think the only thing that kind of gets my palate away from that is I think anybody who's drinking it is going to find a little more corn. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people like that. Some people like the popcorn, <laughs> that kind of note. There's sweet. There's a lot of sweetness there. A lot of sweet popcorn. It's corn, you know, and and that's going to be the predominant characteristic of that. This, I feel. I mean, obviously, there's going to be an age difference. There's so many differences between that 12 year and the the blended whiskey. But that 12 year, it's refined. You can tell it's a little bit older. And that's another thing we did with that too, because we didn't hit that proof right away. You remember that we were going all over the place, and, yeah. and I had a blind taste test it myself because I didn't want to be so biased on it. We kept going. I remember Stevie Boy kept saying, oh, I like the 108 to 107. I go, you can't. We got to have a you know, number. <laughs> everybody had a different thing, but I always came back to this one. Yeah, I thought this was the right one, but so did everybody else. Team, mm-hmm. team effort. It's a team effort. They'll tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong. What's the MSRP for those? I know you guys aren't the sales guys. I mean, there are sales guys over there, but... Just shout it out. Go ahead, uh, Ryan. 40 on the blended, 50 on the rye, 70 to 75. Wait, so the 12 is 70 to 70. That That's not a bad price at no. all. No, we want people to come and enjoy it. There was a whole bunch of stuff that I just cut out for those of you listening at home. But the second we mention the sales guys, they all get rowdy. <laughs> they come over here. We're like, what are the prices? And they go, oh, that's cue for us to go pour a bunch of whiskey and spill <laughs> it on the table. <laughs> um, but it's it's 40 for the blended, 50 for the rye, and 75 for that 12-year. And that 12-year at 107, there's plenty of stuff that's 12-year that is priced higher that is a blend of kentucky and tennessee i'm not selling for you but 12 years for 75 bucks that's a very very fair price i gotta put my hat off to you guys it's thank you it's It's very possible you could find similar juice in bottles that cost twice the the price yeah i agree and where are you guys located right now yeah well go ahead we're we're in michigan we're michigan so we for instance right now we're in nashville tennessee Mm mm-hmm Sourcing some whiskey, yeah. which we'll bring back up to Michigan. It will be blended in Jackson, Michigan, where we have a facility. And from there, it will go all over uh, the country and soon all over the world. But where can I buy it? Uh, That's the What states are you in? We are in Tennessee? Michigan, Tennessee, Kentucky, New Jersey, New York. California. Uh, California, Nevada. Nevada. Uh, Wisconsin. Albuquer- uh, New Mexico. New Mexico. Wisconsin. It's coming. Is it Ohio, April 1st. Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. And Georgia, I think, is coming too, actually. So, so I lost you we're, after we're, you said Tennessee, because <laughs> then I'm like, great, I can get this 12 Yeah, because you're right here. We'll be, in, we'll be in, I think, 16 or 18 states by the end of this year. Yeah, yeah, we've got a great, great distribution team. 43 states and craftshack.com. Craft. Where, where are you from, by the way? Me? Yeah. From Buffalo, New York. Yeah, that's totally a Buffalo. Like, I. We're uh, available on 43 states at craftshack.com. Yeah, it's just like a dude from Buffalo. He's got a Buffalo thing going for sure. We got the the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, we're going up to Montreal. Where do you think (laughs) I'm from? Just, uh, Just by accent, just there for a second. Well, you have more of. It's. You've done a very good job at. 
normalizing your accent. Okay. I have just to take say, a, just take a pick if you had to take a man of the world. one state. It's not from LA. It, it's not from California. I would say, and I, I should have done my homework. No, more. no, this is better. You didn't. Um, say, say a phrase. Uh, say a phrase. I think Ari is a phenomenal master distiller. New York. No, but you're close. Everybody says I'm from Jersey, New Jersey, all the time. They and they call me Nick because they can't quite understand Neil. So they go, "Hey, Nick, what part of New Jersey are you from?" I'm not from New Jersey. I'm from Ohio. But like you said, I was all actually going to say you should have said Ohio. No, because well, I, I was thinking. Saw that you were thinking Ohio. No, I I absolutely was thinking Ohio, and you know why I was thinking Ohio? Because I said you did a great job normalizing your voice and being a person that has done radio. They always say you want that Ohio Midwestern accent, but the problem is, depending on, I'm a guy who really. Because I and you're probably the same way. I I think of sounds a lot because of doing the radio. <laughs> yeah, there's interesting parts of Ohio because the accent's different if you're totally. in Cincinnati. Correct. Because if you're in Cincinnati, like, yeah, you say Kentucky. meth. Yeah. You know, they say things like, I, I'm going to go you do say my meth. What did you no, say? My yeah. math homework. Math. Math homework. Yeah. yeah math oh, okay. Yeah. It's a Buffalo thing too. They do that too. But I, math. where would you think I'm from? Not Nashville. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it isn't Nashville. You'd be very surprised. Florida. No. Way too south. No, it's not Pennsylvania. One of the Dakotas. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Fargo. <laughs> oh, don't you know. Yeah. No, I'm actually from uh, right outside of Boston. Oh, oh I would never right. get that then. So when I, before I did radio and, and before I moved down south, I packed the car. Yeah, packed the car. You, yeah, you're gone with that. That Smart Pack commercial yeah. that was just pretty on, funny. I was all about, so yep. I, I had it really bad and then I realized I could not go on radio in Lexington, Kentucky saying no. car. Nobody would take no. you seriously. So I learned how to say car. Yeah, car. I you went, did change it quite a bit. Yeah, that's good. You did I, good. I went in the mirror. And I did car. Yeah, car. car. So what is the future for three chord at this point? That okay. Three chord, well, steel bending spirits, we think in those terms, because that's the that's the company, steel yeah. bending spirits. So three chord bourbon. We have a a, a, a product company called Strange Collaboration. That's mm-hmm. a very dear friend of mine who has a winery in uh, California. His name is Strange, a strange family vineyard. Well, we're using Pinot barrels. And we're using the Pinot barrels and putting our fabulous blends from Ari into the Pinot barrels. So we got that coming. My grandfather used to make grappa, Nunzio Giraudo. So we're doing some grappa because I believe, I did tell Ari this for four years, that I believe we can make a grappa that people are going to be able to drink and really want to drink. Because grappa is a really selective Grappa in the coffee. Grappa. People put grappa in coffee. They mm. love that. My grandfathers would do that. But I think we'll have a grappa. And we will have a vodka as well. Mm-hmm. I'm a big gin fan. Just want to throw that out there for you guys. And barrel-aged gin is is the way to go. There's love a, a good barrel-aged there's gin. A, there's a thought. We love we, a good barrel-aged gin. gin. Too. Yeah, yeah, we're talking gin, too. We're gonna, we want to be a full service. We want a full uh, a lot of We have – so in Jackson, Michigan, we have a uh, – we have a, a, a beautiful barrel warehouse where we have our blends aging in cognac barrels, like five, big 500-liter yeah. cognac barrels, also 350-liter cognac barrels, wine barrels from the Strange Family Vineyards. We have blends aging in 
former Willet barrels, Caribbean rum barrels, hybrid barrels that we had independent stave company, a wonderful cooperage make for us. The heads of the barrels are American oak, in, in the staves are French oak. In, in certain markets, we allow the customers to come and blend their own oh, so nice. they can take. So, for instance, yeah. next week we're going to be shipping to Heritage Distributors in Kentucky a barrel. We're going to ship them 40 cases or so, 50% really lovely uh, hybrid oak barrel, <laughs> and then 50% some uh, really wonderful MGP whiskey that we've got on site as well because we allow customers to to make their own blends. We want to bring them into the process as well. That's so, awesome. So choosing single barrels is, 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 is well and good. That's awesome. We love choosing single barrels. That's fun. But I think the next step in terms of bringing our customers into our creative process, and I think you've probably picked up that Neil's a pretty creative guy and, and that kind of mm. flows through the company, is we want, to, we want to bring our customers into that creative process. So we allow them to, to build their own blends. We come out to them with a graduated cylinder, 100 milliliters, and we bring six barrel samples and they can Pick make what their they own blend. No, and, and that gets into a whole point. I mean, Zeke and I love blending and we love that aspect of it. I mean, there's... You know, Ashley Barnes is someone we've mm-hmm. spent a lot of time, you know, doing interviews with and, and going through the process. And people don't always understand. It's like you take two barrels, but it's not just taking barrels. It could be taking a hundred barrels and putting together in a blend, but it's what is the percentage of each barrel that you're going to put in? Because you might only put in 30% of barrel one, and then you're going to put 50% of barrel two, and each one is going to impart a different flavor. And it's just like producing behind a board. It's, you know, how much, how much mid are we going to put in? What's the treble? What's the bass? And then, and mm-hmm, then together, that is going to make the perfect sound. And also, yep. the best part about it is that you can individualize it to people. They, they feel like they're part of the company. They can create their own. I mean, it's, what's better than that and they can create something that doesn't exist anywhere else anywhere else but that is that is the fun thing about blending and i know that a couple other distilleries and brands that are doing that now Mm -hmm. too where you can actually go do the blend it's great i i think everybody's going to try to push the envelope because barrel picks have become such a big thing and don't get me wrong i love barrel picks we we do barrel picks for dad's drinking bourbon love a good barrel pick Mm -hmm. but it's what's something that you can say you've never done before going in and blending is a new experience that not everybody has done yet and that's gonna be people are gonna be drawn to that because they're gonna find it neat and they're gonna learn something Mm -hmm. and then they're gonna go home blending is something that the casual fan can go do right now at their own house they can sit there and say okay well i got this i got this i got this let me put this together and make my own blend. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this consumer product that's given to you. Yeah. You can take part in the process. And I think, I mean, if we, you we want, love you to may, see that. Yeah, you may want to do your own blend and end up that you don't like your own blend. Oh. I mean, it's it's whatever you like. Yeah. You may go, oh, I like the reserve or I like the, your rye better or whatever. But it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, you it's can fun. take, but you can also blend your own three quarts. So you could say, all right, hey, this bourbon, I want to mm-hmm. kind of take the corn out a little bit. So I'd sit here. The first thing I'd do, let's do this right now. So I would take this blend. What if I took a little bit of the rye? That's what I'm drinking right now is a mix of the, you did <laughs> the, the blended the blend and the, the bourbon rye. and the rye. That's and what you I'm put drinking. that together. With, Sounds like a book. 
I oh, mean, no, that's something that's catcher in the rice. Sorry. <laughs> we always Bad. do that on this show. Yeah. It's just something that we find ourselves doing is, is if somebody sends us a brand, sends us two or three bottles and it's different offerings that they have. Just at the end right? of it, we always say, what happens if I put yeah, it together? I just, I just did that. Really? It's part of the fun. Exactly. And then you end up getting like, okay, I have yeah, the fourth thing from three quarters. That's pretty good. That's not bad. I like that. So speaking of this blending and, and just playing with three chord, so I know you guys are going to have a barrel program. You know, you were talking about the blending program. There's also a barrel program. Mm -hmm. You guys are going to have whole barrels, half barrels, different proofs, so you can actually get it up at cast strength mm -hmm. even higher than the 107, right? Yeah, we're looking mm -hmm. at 117. We we have the colas approved already for 117 custom blends. I do like the blend of that, the, yeah. the bourbon and the rye. That hits it. It's almost uh, that pine comes through a little bit more, and the corn is way down. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's got that nice, it's got a nice coating of, of the mouth. There's yeah. a, a great finish when you put those two together. I, I'm, a, I'm digging that blend. We'll 95, 81, we're probably looking at 87. Sure. 87, 86 proof. If it's Not a, 86, 87, no even yeah. numbers. 80, 87. 86.5? <laughs> no. Okay. No, they can't have a 6. They have 87. No, I'm just guessing if we put these two together, right? So yes. we have the 81 and the and the 95, so it's split the difference. We're probably 87. Sure. Yeah. 87. Yeah. yeah. 87.3. That's good. Yeah. yeah. yeah I like no, I like, I like those two together. So – are you guys ever going to do your own distilling, or is it one of those things where you're going to sure. source? No, no, we sh we're, we're moving that way. Yeah, absolutely. And we, then we're going to put Ari in his own little cubicle, <laughs> feed him through the door like Doctor Sardonicus. <laughs> well, then he's going to be sitting there monitoring a like, still. He's going to be. Yeah. No, we'll get somebody to monitor the still. This like, way, what's his name from Breaking Bad? Yeah, exactly. Cage down you're going to be Walter White no, it's or Jesse? It's Jesse, more like I'm more like he's the Walter White. I'm Jesse. Uh, <laughs> I really hope, I mean, as someone who is a bald man, Neil has really nice hair, and he oh, should keep you. it as long as I'm, he can. I'm trying. It's very thin. I, no, wait. Fine. I, when I got my hair cut recently, the, the barber says, I said, oh, my hair is so thin. He goes, no, it's fine. It's just fine hair. It's not thin hair. Do you do blends at home? Do you ever make oh, blends Oh, all at the home? time. Does your daughter say, Daddy, are you making potions again? No. Oh. My daughter will be like, Daddy, you know, when something comes in the mail, she'll be like, Daddy, is this for bourbon? <laughs> but she says it so funny. She goes, bourbon? And uh, she's so cute about it. She goes, when I get old, I, she goes, one, I have a video of her. And she goes, I can't have bourbon right now. But when I get older, I will have bourbon. And okay. I go, yeah, you have about 18 years left. Mm -hmm. So, and I have, I've mentioned it before. I have a Four Roses bottle and a store pick. They named it Sophia. And oh. you would appreciate this, like Mr. Thing. Geraldo. Yes. My daughter's name is S O F I A. Oh, not S O. Yeah. Well, Sophia. So it's the, the Italian, mm -hmm. you know, the Italian spelling. Mm -hmm. And um, everybody spells her damn name wrong. Of course. And this one bottle of Four Roses is S O F I A. So I'm saving it for her for her 21st nice. birthday. Yeah, that's a really cool you don't thing. Don't drink it first. I will not drink. I, I got to save it for her. You know what I did when my daughters were born? I bought a case of wine from the year they were born. 
So I just made sure I held on to it, and then I would drink it when they turned 21. <laughs> 18, 21. And then like you that. realize wine turns. Yeah, I know I did. Yeah, but I tried Cooking to get. Vinegar. I tried to get some. Yeah, I tried to get some good stuff. But uh, the bottle is the most important thing. Yeah. I just like seeing the bottle. I still have the bottle of scotch I bought when my oldest daughter was born. She's now. 35. And that's okay because... I still that, have a little left, that much. That but, scotch is perfect. But you know, like you were talking about how the memories, the moments, every time I look at that bottle, it takes me back to that day yeah. she was born. It's yeah. fantastic. fantastic. There's something about whiskey that I think does that more than any other spirit. I agree. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's sitting there like, I remember when we had some Sky Vodka. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> remember when we were at the club and we had Grey Goose? And like, yeah, those days are gone, but that you remember sitting around with friends. <laughs> Takes me back to drinking that whipped cream flavored vodka. Well, it, yeah, it, that's just, that's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I remember good when old I was days. drinking Goldschlager. Yeah. But it also comes down to the whole thing, bringing it back full circle and three chords and the truth. Absolutely. I mean, when you sit there with your friends and you're talking about whiskey, that's the reason I like whiskey is mm -hmm. that you sip it and you talk about it. Absolutely. And you're getting to the truth. You know, you're actually no sitting question. there saying, what do you think about this? Just have yeah. a conversation. Yeah. Just real talk and have a, have a real conversation. Enjoy life. Yeah. It's short. It goes fast. Too Before short. you know it. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're a Beatles song. I, I think you guys need to have a tasting room down here in Nashville. We do. do we we have something going in Memphis, I thought. We're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. No, it's a natural fit. We're three quarters. Yeah, we should have be something in, in There Nashville. needs to be something. We should have something like that. Do you have a tasting room in Michigan? We we have a we have a tasting room, and uh, we're looking into in, – in one of the things that we do in Michigan is we don't just have – a tasting room. We have something called the three chord stage. You we have three chord stage. Can you talk yeah. about the three chord stage a little? Yeah, bit? Yeah, we have three chord stages all over the place. We do where we sponsor. We give. We have a big give back program that we do. We didn't even hit on any That's of that, but idea. yeah, part of the the messaging behind the brand starting, like we talked about before, was conversation. But we also the give back. I am very fortunate. I have a lot of gratitude. I am I, I am humbled by the fact that I was able to live my dream when so many musicians struggle so hard. And and I feel terrible for them. And and they go on hard times and I want to be able to give back to those people. And I want to keep music playing in clubs and bars. And we'll go into a a bar and we'll we'll pay for the act to play. That's awesome. And to be a music ambassador. And it's a three-chord stage. So we have our three-chord brand everywhere, and they they support that. And I belong to uh, quite a few nonprofits as well. I believe in that. And the other thing I wanted to do, too, is I didn't want to wait till the company was a $150 million or $200 million, whatever, whatever it ends up being, if it is going to be that, I, to give back. I want to give back right away. I don't want to be the person that waits until they make it. Give back now. Start now. Everybody, give help people out. What the hell? So we sponsor concerts time. all over the place. All blues the festivals. Place. Yeah, blues festival, blues societies. We'll, we'll talk. Sweet relief. Director of operations for Bourbon Charity. Oh, and we do sure. things throughout the whole year. We do uh, sweepstakes and, and give money to 
kids for kids, St. Jude, it's all, yeah. but there's, perfect. there's some stuff we'll, we'll team up. on. Yeah. We'll let's talk do about that. that. Yeah. Cause that's really important to us yeah. as a team. Yeah. It's really important. You know, you, listen, everybody starts off. If you're a musician, you start off with these dreams and you, and you live your whole life. I call it the blessing and the curse. Cause once you're a musician, you're a musician your whole life. Yeah. Cause even if you're not playing and you're not performing, whatever, you're still, it's still there and eats at you. Oh, I get it. You. you know what I'm saying? Right. I get it. I, as someone who used to play, who is not, halfway near as talented as you are and other people are there's still a feeling i get when i pick up a guitar of course and and i started off playing violin i play guitar bass a little bit of drums but not that but like there's something about picking up a musical instrument and just creating something correct feels great it and everybody can do it everybody can do it and people fall out hard times Living, trying, you know, going through, living their dream. And I want to give back to those people. I think it's one of those things that Nashville really understands this. And we have a lot of friends that, you know, you find people that are touring with big musicians. And then they come back and they're a barista at a coffee part, you know, Mm -hmm. or they're doing X, Y, and Z because the touring part of it Mm -hmm. is not going to pay the bills. That's right. And I, I appreciate that, totally. you know, for, for someone that lives in Nashville, knows a lot of these people, thank sure. you for, for what you're doing. That's oh, you're welcome. awesome. It's like, I can't do enough. I, you know, I want to do more. And, and that's part of our messaging with the brand. Mm-hmm. And everybody feels it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, when you build a company, you want everybody in the company to have the same mindset. Yeah. So, and everybody's got to have that same feeling. You know, you can't have somebody that isn't, you know, it's just got to be all this. And everybody is. Ari is and... Michelino, all our team. Michelino is a great Italian name. <laughs> it's Michael. I call Michael Michelino. I'm just yeah, saying. He's over there. Great... See with the camera? That's Michelino. He has this equipment, by the way. Michelino. Michelino. You have this equipment over there that I just would kill to have. He just got some of this cool stuff. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's got he's some like stuff. A kid in the you pay him store. too much. He's out there getting these arms that move around. <laughs> and his camera is always going to stay steady. <laughs> but he's got to try to make an old guy look young. That's what he's doing. <laughs> oh, man. You look younger than I do. I mean, oh, no, no, no. We should all be so lucky. Oh, no, no, no. Stop with that. I wish Not I could be chance. skinny and have hair. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> well, I'm like shit. I look like I'm about 20 years older than I am. No way, you look young. That's what kids will do to you, man. So Neil, I think if we were only so lucky to look as good as you, when we get to that point in our lives, thank you for what you do. And speaking about getting to that point in your life, we've kept you up two hours past your bedtime. <laughs> Practically, you did. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate your kind words, but oh, you know, I know just, we said uh, we were going to do this very quickly, <laughs> and we've ended up talking for. You, you know. didn't know you just cut into my book reading time because I love to read. So that's all. But I'm going to catch the other side of it. I'm, I'm back to it. Time. We certainly appreciate you coming on. We certainly appreciate Three Chord Bourbon. We appreciate the Steel Bending Spirits. And we hope that you guys open up a little bit of a tasting room and a place that you can blend here in Nashville, because I think that would be a perfect place to do it. We are pretty big in the whiskey industry here in Nashville, if people haven't realized it. Do I you think have whiskey here? A lot. Oh, okay. You know, I, I think we would love to have you here, and we'd love to have you come down more. I think we should be here. We love coming we, down We here. love coming down here. Yeah, it's we're made for here. I believe. And it's the mess. These people here, they understand. Musicians, they're here. I just got a text from Lance from our. Let me just say this. Just keep it brief like this. 
relationships are really important, right? Yeah. Integrity is really important. Uh, conversation with friends and people is really important. I have a friend in a club that owns multiple clubs in Southern California. And uh, he mentioned that he wanted to have the brand in his bar, right? In one of his clubs. Well, he might put it in all of them. So as I'm talking to him, he just orders a whole pallet of bourbon because he wants to replace any bourbon that's being served in his club and just have our bourbon. So he's t- getting rid of all the bourbon except for our brand. So he just Now that's me. a friend. It sure is. And it was instantaneous. So he just texted me and said, it finally came. So thank you that we did it. So it finally arrived. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah. So that means that he does, uh, he does, he does a great business. So this is really exciting. And uh, he'll do three court stages as well. He'll do everything. He's just a great guy. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to get that text. I'm super happy for you guys. And I think, you know, as we go through a lot of the times we, it's not only just betting on the whiskey, it's betting on the people behind the whiskey. And, and it's obvious that you guys are passionate about you, what you do. You, you love what you do. And it's not just for you. I mean, I think for us, there's lots of famous people that are behind brands. Sure. And for you, it's easy to see how much you're, you're into it. Course. And it's not just one of those things like, oh, yeah, I'm going to send my minions out to go do no, no, a whiskey no. brand. Well, first of all, we're not a celebrity-backed brand. If I'm not a celebrity. I'm a musician. I'm proud to be a musician. Oh, that's what I, I mean. But, but, that's, but there's so many. I know many people are coming out and they're doing it. But, yeah, I listen, I, I, in my musical career, I've always been a disruptor. Uh, I like to cross genres of music. Uh, I've had record companies turned on recordings of songs I've written, produced, and I said I wouldn't change them, and they became hits. I, if I believe in it, I'm gonna bet my life on it. And I believe in our brand because I live. I believe in our messaging, and I like our product. It's phenomenal, and I love Ari and our whole team. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna close on this with you two before I ask you where on social media and all that fun stuff. But I feel like I've given you guys a lot of good ideas tonight. <laughs> I, you want to kick back? Do we want a little taste? So I'm just saying, I feel like I've given you two a lot of good ideas tonight. You, you have, and actually. and I have an, an idea for a trade. <laughs> okay, sure, fair enough. So give me the screenplay that oh, you never finished. We had to circle back, and I'll finish it. Wow. It's just, a pretty big deal. I don't know. It's, you want to sleep on it? You'll be sleep on that. Thing. I can't commit to that right now. But that's I, you want to perform on a three chord stage? <laughs> I have performed on most of the stages here in Nashville. Not necessarily with a band, but if you tip them well enough, they will let you go up and play a song. I recently just played uh, last month on Tootsie's stage. So uh, shout out to Tootsie's. I love that Paradise Park is back because I I would play on Paradise Park stage a lot. So you never know when when I'm going to be up there playing. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. This is my deal. I'll do. Oh, I don't need anything. I'm just no, no. This with. is good. No, yeah. I'd want you to be there. I am finishing this. It's a documentary film. Yeah, and it's phenomenal. I can't tell you anything because I have to sign an NDA on it right now. But I'll put you in it. You can have a, a part in the in the film in the documentary. Oh, I I already know I'm in the film. You are? Yeah. I had to sign a waiver. You did sign a waiver already? The NDA? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> but no, I'll have you come in. It, 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 I'll explain it. Anyways, thank you I'll all you. Thank you. so, so much for... And, and it's three-chord bourbon on everything, right? Mike, what... 
Three Chord Bourbon on Instagram, Three Chord Bourbon on Twitter. Everywhere. Uh, go ahead and check out Three Chord Bourbon. Check out Steel Bending Spirits. Ari, Genius. amazing job blending these. Neil, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. want to let you know that all of the glassware that we use here on Dad's Drinking Bourbon is provided by distilleryproducts.com. If Three Chord Bourbon isn't using distilleryproducts.com yet, they should. They are one of the best places to get wholesale pricing for laser etched glassware in the United States. They have the neat glass. They have the Wee Glencairn. They have the Dram glass. They have flasks. They have decanters. Whatever it is, they have it. Go see Janie. Go see Vicky. Go see Carson. All my friends over at distilleryproducts.com. If you go to any distillery, Chances are they are going to say they used storyproducts.com. That's a beautiful thing. We are glad to use them. You can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. You can find us on Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Please leave us an open and honest review. Like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. And you can find us here in Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. 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 <laughs>